Everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And thanks for joining us once again. Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez here in our South Florida studios as we bring you Poker Action Line once again. Uh, Poker in Florida is really uh, on the radar right now. I'll tell you what, Joe, uh, the poker world is focusing on Florida in a lot of different ways. Uh, The Seminole Hard Rock is once again hosting the Seminole Hard Rock Showdown, which is a WPT event in its seventh year, and I can remember the very first year when uh, they had like 100 tables set up in the uh, Hard Rock Live on the floor of the arena, and it's like a concert venue almost, and the floor was just full of tables. They didn't use them all, but uh, they were ready for anything, you know, they they didn't know what the turnout was going to be like, and it was huge, and uh, I can remember that very first year. Um, Taylor Von Kriegenberg was the winner. Uh, Abby Daniels made the final table. Justin Zaki was at the final table. And I was just uh, awestruck by uh, the number of uh, big-name players who showed up to play. And uh, ever since then, every year, it's been a big tournament. They, of course, have added the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open, which started with a $10 million guarantee. It has been five the last couple of years. But uh, a couple times a year, everybody comes to Florida. Yeah, it's amazing how the Hard Rock with the WPT and on their own have created as this is one of the destination stops uh, in the poker tours, you know, around the around the world, actually, not even around the country, around the world with all the big names that come down here. I mean, you, you were just giving me a list of some of the people playing in the high roller, which is uh, which is pretty amazing that they're, the, the players that were playing against each other in those final and those two tables that you saw. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they were up to three tables, actually, when I uh, left uh, 23 players. 23 entries, ponying up $50,000 uh, to be in the event, and they had it in one of the little side rooms. Uh, uh, I was telling Joe, just uh, to let the fans know out here, uh, one table had six players at it, and it was five of them were Jason Mercier, Dan Coleman, Eric Seidel, Adrian Mateos, and Kathy Laney, who plays in a lot of high-roller tournaments. And then uh, you had all kinds of other players, Jake Schindler, Byron Coverman, Tom Marchese, uh, Bryn Kenny, David Peters, the player of the year last year for the uh, WPT, and uh, Jason Kuhn, uh, just, a, just an incredible who's who of poker. And I was just looking at some of the hands. I saw Byron Coverman got knocked out. He had ace-king against, I guess it was queens or something, and lost. Uh, rebought in and then lost with pocket kings losing to aces. Oh wow! <laughs> he got cooler twice, twice in a row. Because the know? first one was a, was a coin flip for the most part, but that aces against kings, you know, you've been cooler there. Absolutely, and that's kind of what you see when some of these great players play. It, uh, you know, they don't do anything stupid, obviously. So, and uh, guys don't get it in bad and suck out with crazy cards. Sometimes they do. You know, it does happen. They don't usually get it all in pre-flop with bad cards, but 
uh, you know, obviously, uh, once once a flop or a turn has come out, you know, then they're making moves sometimes. They're not just betting the, 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 the stone-cold nuts at that point. Well, tonight is the uh, Jason Taylor charity event for the WPT Foundation and the Jason Taylor Foundation, actually, uh, I think is the direct beneficiary. They were getting ready to go. So I got a chance to slide over there and uh, see who was around, talk to a few people, and... Uh, I got a chance to talk with Mike Sexton. I think we'll save the Mike Sexton interview till next week. Uh, I also talked with Will the Thrill Fiella. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But uh, I lo- I'd like to start off with a couple of guys who did well in the tournament, same tournament last year. Two media guys, uh, Nick Sordle, our good friend from the Miami Herald, who's been on the show numerous times, and uh, for the first time on the show, Andy Slater, who uh, has his own uh, poker tournament at uh, Seminole Coconut Creek. Uh, once a month, and uh, is a very good player. And uh, actually, Andy finished second last year in this tournament. And uh, Nick also made the final table and finished in eighth place. He actually got knocked out by Jason Taylor with Pocket Kings. <laughs> That's a nice little story for him to be writing about and telling. Exactly. And uh, so all kinds of stuff happening. Uh, a little later on, we'll tell you a little about the Tyler McClellan Foundation tournament I played in over the weekend. Uh, when I talk about Florida in the news, of course, the legislature uh, has separate bills in the Senate and House to try to figure out the compact with the Indian tribe and decide whether there'll be expanded gaming or contracted gaming. I guess anything could happen at this point. Certainly, the Senate bill is very pro-gambling and uh, could add slot machines around the state at a lot of different venues, could add uh, table games to uh, some of the Dade and Broward paramutuals and uh, add uh, things to the Indians. They're not happy with either bill, uh, to be honest. Uh, you know, they have had a monopoly, and they're really going to be demanding. But it uh, seems like they're paying more and getting less, according to them. And uh, so we'll see what happens. But obviously the Indians aren't uh, starving. They are getting ready, as uh, Miami Herald had a big article on the front page today, talking about the Seminole Paradise, which is where the clubs and the restaurants and the shops are outside of the main casino, uh, is getting ready to close down for now because they're doing a complete renovation of the whole area. Oh, oh, I, I, I believe like 90% of the, sh- the shops are already closed yeah. down because they. I think uh, in two or three days they've got to all be closed down, so most of them are already down. So. I did talk to Bill Mason, and he said that the poker room, which is out there in Paradise, uh, is probably going to be the last thing to close. It's very close to the main building, so uh, they will renovate it because it's connected with one area of the uh, where the shops go down there by Sinbad Sports yeah. and, and some of those places, and even around the corner to Hooters where it's uh, outside there. Uh, but uh, he said that uh, uh, it's happening right now. They're going to be shut down. They're going to move the poker yeah. room eventually into the ballroom. That's what I was going to about. My next question, because I had people, believe it or not, before this article, I had read it. I didn't realize that they were doing this now. I knew this was in the plans. But right. Someone says, oh, you know, you guys are planning something special for April. And they're going, I'm going, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, they're going to be closing down the poker room at the Hard Rock. I go, wait a minute. They're running a WPT event. I said, they're definitely not going to be closing that down. But then today, reading all of this, I just assumed they'd go into one of the ballrooms. Well, right? my guess is they're not going to lose too many days. They'll move the room. Uh, Bill told me that half of the uh, ballroom was going to be committed to be a poker room for about the next year and a half. 
Wow. So okay. uh, it's going to take a while to get some of these other things done. Uh, there's some good information in our my conversation with Nick and Andy. So let's go ahead and run that. Uh, Nick Sordle and Andy Slater. And we talked about the Hard Rock Poker in Florida and the upcoming charity event, which uh, should be underway as we do the show here right now. Okay, I'm here at the Jason Taylor Foundation uh, charity event, Seminole Hard Rock Summer Showdown. Uh, and my good friend Nick Sordle, who's been on the show many times, and someone I've never had on the show, Andy Slater. So two media guys playing in the charity tournament, and they both made the final table last year. Let's start with you, Andy. Second place last year. You take these things pretty serious, I know. I do. All my poker playing is pretty serious, especially when I'm going up against Nick Sordo, <laughs> who is uh, known for um, playing uh, pretty good poker. He's played in a lot of my tournaments, too. And anytime Nick's in the field, you got to take it uh, pretty seriously, because I know he doesn't show up for anything that's not serious. Well, you have a regular event at the uh, Seminole Coconut Creek, a $94 uh, station tournament. Uh, how has it been to work with that over the years? You know, it's been awesome. Uh, we started it about five years ago, and um, it just took off. We started with maybe about 80 players, and now we're averaging about 300. We get up to 400 sometimes, and I'm yet to win it, um, so I would say that it's going excellent and well, but one of these days I'll win it. I've chopped a few times on the final table, uh, but maybe maybe this will be my time coming up next time, but it's been going great. Thanks. And Nick, uh, last year, eighth place, you got knocked out by Jason Taylor himself when you had pocket kings, and uh, Jason had ace king, obviously got a, got a uh, ace on the board to knock you out. Uh, I know you were uh, pretty psyched to, to do very well in that event. Yes, I do very well when everybody else is drinking and when they're playing at stakes that the pros don't care about. But to me, $300 is a lot. So that helps me a lot. And just one word on Slater's tournament is I'm a bounty in Slater's tournament. Slater's a bounty in his tournament. They do that to split up the players. The bad players can pick me off early. And then the good players, as the tournament goes farther along, they have a shot at Slater. So I'm kind of there to provide diversity. I think as far as poker coverage in this town, I think it's the three of us, really. I know you do some shows. You do have a sports show, so you can't do it real often. But you're able to get an interview in occasionally. Um, you know, Hard Rock has done so well, obviously, uh, without my help. But uh, uh, certainly we're looking to get more coverage and more uh, views since the state of Florida has exploded over the last seven years. Yeah, well, I certainly know you do your part because every tournament I'm at, a charity tournament, whatever it may be, uh, with the Seminoles, you know, you're, you're always there and supporting it and, and uh, everything throughout South Florida. And I really think over the past few years uh, with the Seminoles and Hard Rock and Coconut Creek and, and really all Seminoles, they've really stepped up uh, their poker game where, you know, people used to live here and fly to go to play uh, big tournaments. And now, you know, I travel a lot myself and I hear people in Las Vegas talking about, hey, I'm coming to uh, Hollywood. You know, I'm coming to play at the Hard Rock. So it's, um, it's a lot different. You know, I've been playing for about 15 years now. And over the last three, four, five years, it's really stepped up here in South Florida, all thanks to the Seminoles. I know uh, seven years ago when we were in the uh, Hard Rock Live with that huge area and about 100 tables there, when they first uh, started this event, uh, they've come so far. I mean, obviously, they have the ballroom here and all the different facilities. But this place is absolutely taking off. We're finally seeing the uh, Seminole Paradise going to be torn down, hotels coming up, and uh, I can only imagine how great it's going to be very soon. Yeah, I, I think... Uh 
everything else is going to match, like Andy said about the poker. It used to be if there was a faraway tournament, I would read the results trying to find a, a Florida angle. Now every tournament, you could write a Florida angle if you wanted. Because so many people have moved here, like Mookle and, and his whole crew, and, and there's there's so many players and so much money going around. Um, plus, there's, there's, there's winnable money here. Because you, not only do you need the name players, but there's enough money players who aren't the great players to keep the games going. Um, so, so that makes it a lot more fun. A uh, big year for the uh, compact renewal in the legislature, and obviously we have two polar different bills up there in the Senate and the House. Uh, that, to me, makes it seem like they're going to get nothing done once again. What are your thoughts? Well, you know what? I always uh, text Nick every now and then when I see some new bill coming out or something there in the paper or the Internet or on TV. I'm like, Nick, is this going to go through or what are, we, what are we looking at here? But I know they're doing some great stuff here at the Hard Rock, and, you know, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be uh, putting up a huge building and a bigger casino if they didn't feel like eventually, sometime soon, something was going to get done. Uh, basically, right when they uh, first put up this building that we're in right now, about 11 years ago or so, uh, there wasn't a whole lot that they had available at that time. And I said, there's no way they're building that unless it's coming. So I think it's only a matter of time. I mean, Nick knows we've been talking about this for a few years now, and it seems like we're almost at that point. You throw in a dice table, you throw in roulette, um, I think you throw in a lot more people uh, to this property, and I think they think the same. Well, I'm sure they want to keep their great situation they have here, but uh, people around the state of Florida would all like to have their opportunity to have uh, slot machines in their area. That could happen. I don't know. That's going to be tough to get that through. Yeah, let's let's back it up real quick, though. The hotel is something that is planned but has not been approved, i.e. the Seminoles have not obtained a loan yet, and the Tribal Council has not signed off on it yet. The Seminoles don't want to do that because they don't want to stick it in the state's face. And also, they really don't know their economic conditions. When you think about it, they don't know if they're going to have roulette and craps or not. See, I didn't so. text Nick before this started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can tell, but you can tell this is the way the everyday people think. Everybody here believes the hotel's a done deal. The hotel is not a done deal. In fact, I talked to Alan yesterday. He said nothing has been approved yet. But obviously, if they're clearing land and knocking down a mall, you know, yeah, if stuff's getting moved around here, that's pretty hard to hide. You can't put a big sheet over, you know, 300, 400 acres or everything. So it's going to be a while before you see a 50-story uh, guitar? Uh, I think they're going to get a deal done this time because there's too much money in it. There's too many lawsuits involved right now. The Seminoles have a great upper hand in that the judge could say, the judge has already said, you guys can go on without a compact. You've been, you've been voided. So the Seminoles are trying to work something out. What the Seminoles really want, it's funny, we talk about Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood. What they really want is Tampa exclusive. Tampa is their gold mine. Tampa is one of the top five or ten revenue-producing casinos in the, in the country. And, and cutaway slots are all there. With and a the, brand and new poker room, too. Yes. Yes, all the northern casino, all the northern legislators don't want casinos anyway. So that, that makes that part the easy deal. The hard part here is working out, you know, and I have no idea what's fair. I've said that for years. What is fair, I have no idea. Nick's doing well enough in poker. He'll be able to help them out with the loan. <laughs> well, right. good luck tonight, guys, uh, playing in the Jason Taylor uh, WPT Foundation event. And uh, uh, after the success of last year, I would say uh, the cards might be a little stacked against you, but you guys are both good players. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, the, the thing is we have fun out here, and uh, it's a great crowd, and anything... Uh, any good cards that come my way, I don't know if I speak on behalf of Nick, 
is a, a bonus. You know, people say good luck. Uh, I just I want average luck. I mean, I'm okay with average luck tonight. That'll do. Well, just stay away from those pocket kings. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and the other part is you should throw in a word for Jason Taylor here. I mean, the guy's a Hall of Famer. His his foundation does amazing things, and he puts in the time. He could be sitting on a beach somewhere right now, and he's putting in the time trying to help his kids. Yeah, it's a great uh, it's a great job. Not only the facility, but uh, everybody with the WPT. So uh, certainly uh, looking forward to it tonight. And enjoy yourselves, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Two good guys, uh, two very good poker players as well. Uh, Andy, see you later, Slater. And Nick Sordell from the Miami Herald. Uh, Andy, of course, on 940 wins. Uh, has a regular sports show and uh, tries to do poker when he can. Obviously, uh, you know, it's not uh, upper echelon in people's minds as far as sports in this town. It's pretty much a dolphin, dolphin, dolphin. Uh, throwing a little heat and uh, Panthers and uh, even the Marlins uh, kind of uh, pull up the rear and, and when it comes to sports in this town. But uh, certainly he does his part when he can. Nick, of course, the gambling writer, uh, longtime uh, writer for the Sun Sentinel down here in uh, Broward County, Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel, and now has moved over to the Miami Herald over the last couple of years and uh, really is a great source for information for me when I do the show and finding <laughs> out things. So uh, The Herald also had the story today about the Seminoles uh, uh, closing up the Paradise. Uh, that's been uh, uh, such a draw. I don't know if you've ever been over there on a Saturday night, but oh, there yes, are I've incredible good-looking women there. Yeah, I mean, they had a bunch of different clubs, the Improv, Murphy's Bar, uh, great restaurants, Moderanos, Mongos. It's just a fun place Absolutely. to be on Saturday night. Tequila Ranch. Night. That's right, Tequila Ranch. And they had a great sports bar, which is where the uh, the poker room is now called The Park when they first opened. Uh, I used to love going to that place and watching uh, sports. But uh, certainly it will be bigger and better when they're done. Uh, a lot of it, as Nick mentioned, depends on uh, what kind of revenue they're going to have coming in. Uh, they certainly will always do well, and there's plenty of money there. But you don't want to... Uh, uh, you know, overshoot things by uh, building something and then maybe not getting the exact, uh, you know, games that they wanted. Yeah, well, their accountants, uh, are they counting all the bean counters, as they call them? They're counting all those beans and figuring how much how much can we uh, generate from, from this type of business. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, going on over there was the $50,000 um, high, super high roller. And uh, they are down. Let's see. Let's get an update on that for you, if I can. They're down. Well, they're up to 24 players because Kathy Laney uh, was eliminated by. Uh, um, I don't even know who she lost to, but she rebought back in. Jason got knocked out by Dan Coleman. Oh. So uh, uh, let's see what kind of hand he had. Uh, Jason <laughs> had Ace Four offsuit. Uh, Coleman had Ace Ten offsuit. So. Uh, really nothing. There was an ace on the flop for both players, and uh, really nothing else to match up, so he hangs on. Uh, David Peters doing well. I don't have the whole chip counts, but uh, uh, last I saw, Jason Kuhn was leading. Uh, who else is playing in that game? It's uh, Justin Bonomo is there, uh, Stephen Schilhobble. These, these are some of our these are some of our fantasy guys yeah, for absolutely. the WSOP thing. The names that I'm hearing there. Absolutely. Uh, the last counts I have, the big leader was uh, Kuhn, and he had uh, 393,000 chips. Most of the others are right around a little over 100,000. So he has a pretty good lead there. Anyway, they'll play that down and finish up tomorrow. 
some of the other events uh, going on, there's uh, several events being played. The Seniors uh, was uh, last week, and uh, they will have now a uh, the Showdown Championship, which starts on Friday, 12 noon, just the one starting day. You can enter as many times as you want, $3,500 buy-in with a $2 million guarantee. So... Uh, I asked uh, Bill Mason uh, if he, they were going with a $5 million for the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open again. He said, no, probably not. It might be a little bit different. So they're going to try some different things. There's obviously a lot of competition, and they're not going to have quite the room that they've had in the past because the main poker room is going to be over there in the ballroom. So now, uh, they have to make you. some changes. Did you see Tony also over I there? I did see Tony. Uh, congratulated him on uh, being nominated on the white suit that he wore at uh, <laughs> the uh, American Poker Awards. He did not win, but I talked to him. I talked with Matt Savage was there. Uh, Matt said that they are going to have the uh, action clock for the Tournament of Champions, which is on the 7th through the 9th of April. That follows the showdown. So there's a lot of stuff planned over there over the next two weeks. Big-name players here. Of course, the uh, WPT Tournament of Champions, you have to have won a, a PT, WPT main event to get into the tournament. still costs you 15000 And in. that's any, not just this past year. Any no, champion. over the 15 years. Yeah. And uh, we talked with Mike Sexton tonight. We'll have, we'll have that interview with him next week. But he, of course, won at Montreal in November. Uh, had a final table in uh, at LAPC. Uh, so he is playing great and having a fantastic year. Plus, he just released the book, Life's a Gamble. Uh, which is doing very well. So uh, great year. We'll hear from so, him next week. Let me ask you, did uh, Tony or Bill give you any idea of what they're expecting in that Champions Tournament? How many entries? No, I think last year they had something like uh, 80-some. Oh, okay. Something like that. It was a pretty good turnout. But, uh, uh, of course, it's tied in with a bunch of these things. Uh, we'll hear from Will the Thrill after our first break. And uh, he's he's able to play in that, but he said, Probably will not this year. He's uh, got married a couple of years ago and a few years ago and has children and is a little busier. Plus, he said, you know, he'll, he'll explain it in the interview, but he said it's not the value there, you know, paying $15,000 to go up against former champions in the sport. <laughs> so we'll talk with him about that. Uh, but that is uh, April 7th through the 9th. In between uh, the uh, showdown and this event will be a very nice tournament. Uh, there'll be a high roller also, a $25,000 high roller with a million-dollar guarantee. That is uh, April 4th. And also we'll have the uh, Hard Rock Finale, which is a $10,000 buy-in tournament, $2 million guarantee that starts on uh, Sunday, April 2nd. So a whole week and a half of uh, huge events starting this weekend. I'll have a chance to talk to a lot of people, and over the next few weeks we'll air some of those interviews. So big point on the show. Anyway, let's take our first break on the program. When we come back, we'll hear from Will the Thrill, and uh, we'll talk about a few other things going on around town and around the country. Uh, you're listening to Poker Action Line, always available on uh, on uh, Stitcher Radio, on uh, iTunes. You can pick us up on SoundCloud now, and uh, we will have uh, plenty of sh- plenty of uh, great interviews over the next few months as we head toward the World Series of Poker. We'll be back with more on the show right after this. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. 
Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, mentor a kid who needs someone on their side, volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. Success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe here. On a big weekend coming up here in South Florida. Actually, two big weekends in a row and a lot of stuff happening. Uh, Joe says he may not be able to join us next week, but I may have a bunch of interviews, so I may be able to slide by without you. <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. It's difficult, but I, I, will, I will give it a try. Uh, a couple other news and notes I wanted to talk about. Let's start out here with the state of Florida. A uh, big article in the Herald also earlier this week about a possible new poker room in South Florida, in Florida City, which is... Uh, Basically, the very bottom of the peninsula, right before you get to the Keys, the Florida Keys. Uh, it's basically just a little bit south of Homestead, uh, right near US-1, down in that area. Um, they have been talking about it for years, but there's a, a new law, basically, that allows um, one of the paramutuals to go ahead and uh, use that license to open a poker room. And John Brunetti of uh, Hialeah Park uh, purchased the property down there. It's on 345 East Palm Drive, $6.7 million he spent on it in late 2015. He has 28 acres down there, uh, including a popular RV park across from the Florida Keys Outlet Mall. And they're going to call it King's Court, but they uh, it's kind of things are up in the air right now. They have a really tough schedule, the de- deadline that they have to meet. They must hold highlight matches. It's not going to be real high life, from what I've heard. Uh, not going to have the big uh, granite walls with a rock hard ball. It's going to be more of a plexiglass uh, rubber ball type court. And I don't know how the betting is going to work on that, what kind of players they're going to use there, but they have to have their first highlight matches by June 11th and uh, play three more sets between the 11th and the 18th. So it's going to be some sort of pre of this pre- year. Yeah, it's going to be some sort of prefab structure. Uh, once they get that out of the way, they'll go ahead and uh, open a poker room, uh, bathrooms and showers. They'll have food trucks there and snack bars. Uh, so, you know, they've been working with Florida City Mayor Otis Wallace and trying to get this done. Uh, who knows if they'll be able to get that done or not. But the closest uh, card room to them is uh, Mikasuki. Mikasuki, which is about 35 miles away. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, It's a very small town, and obviously they want the poker room, and they want to uh, get involved in some of the big gambling in Florida. But it's uh, it's not going to be easy for them. No, but let me tell you something. I mean, we get get a couple of Dania that comes up 
from the Keys. Uh, really? I don't know if it was from Marathon. And they come up like two or three times on the weekends. They come up to come and gamble all the way at us over in Dania, which you know they're passing a few places on along the way to come Absolutely. and play in our small poker tournament and everything else. But they, they love the room and, and everything else. I can only imagine that, you know, Mikasuki draws so many people from that area that if they, you know, if they can become competitive with now the slot the Last time I went there, they had like three tables going, so there's not a whole lot of action. No, there. well, because, the because is, they, uh, dis- listen, Mikasuki is a dis- very dysfunctional uh uh, gambling place, unfortunately, for since since I've been involved with them back in '92, they've been the same way. They just don't seem to hire the right people to to run their their poker room uh, the proper way. And um, you know, I think this is why they had to cut their staff in half, and why they're now showing three tables. Uh, you know, the 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 result of that uh, is three tables, but. They can they can make that great, and I think Brunetti going down there with the success he's had at Hialeah and everything else, I, I think that's a little gold mine waiting for him there. Yeah. That's the reason he bought that land. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll see what happens, whether they can get that done and uh, get that kicked off. Eventually, they have long-term plans putting in a hotel, restaurants, an entertainment venue, and perhaps some stores. Uh, big story about that in the Miami Herald that you can look up online, but uh, we'll see what happens. So Florida City Highline, it's, it's crazy. Be right across from the uh, the uh, outlet mall that's down yeah. there, right uh-huh. off of US One. Yes. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Uh, several other things to talk about later in the show, but let's get back to uh, the Hard Rock. My interview with uh, Will the Thrill Fiella. Uh, we we tried to hook uh, up with Will earlier when he was having a big charity event of his own in uh, New York City at the Athletic Club, and uh, from what he says, it went off very well. Uh, He was tied in with playing in some Borgata tournaments, so he was unable to join us, but uh, he's been a friend of ours for several years on the program. We've had him on many times, and uh, always a lot of fun, a great guy to talk to, great personality, and a great poker player as well. So I had a little conversation, uh, Will the Thrill Faella, earlier today. Back with my old friend, Will Fayella. Uh, it's amazing. This is the seventh year now at the Hard Rock. I mean, it was never on the scene. It had so much success. Must be uh, something you look forward to each year? Absolutely. Great venue, great place to stay. One of the best pools in the whole polka community. I mean, uh, pretty much just everything you really want over here is here at the Hard Rock. Sunny outside, great weather. I mean, it's just really a nice place to come and play. Yeah, even though you guys have had kind of a mild uh, winter up there. Mild, but it's been nasty for like Lately. the last last month. It's just been nasty. So, you know, like just to get out of there feels good, you know. Definitely. Uh, we tried to hook up with you about a month ago when you had your charity event coming up, and it was just a little bit too tight. You were playing in the Borgata, yeah. and uh, we just weren't able to pull it off, so I'm glad I get a chance to talk to you here. But uh, uh, how did that go? Tell us a little about uh, the beneficiary and uh, how that worked out. It's an amazing thing uh, how I got involved with that charity because uh, my my attorney um, is on the board of the Ronald McDonald House and that's Children's with Cancer uh, charity. And I said to him, I says, uh, you know, your bills are, are killing me, so I have a better idea instead of paying you cash money. He goes, well, what's your idea? Well, you know, Will, I always listen to whatever you have to say. So he says, um, I says, why don't we put together a, a charity tournament, a charity poker tournament, and um, I'll bring some celebrities, I'll bring some players, and we'll see you know, if we can get it off. And this was two years ago. We raised like 50000 This was our second year, and we raised like 85000 this year. 
So it's been really rewarding for me to do this because I know the money's all the money, all the proceeds. Not like maybe, like everything's going to the Children's with Cancer, which really makes you feel good. It feel you know you feel like you get something out of it, you know. And um, it's a nice way to give back, you know. It's just a nice way to give back. It feels really, really well. And um, I'm getting a lot of support from the Northeasterns. I got a lot of support from my friends, my my celebrity bounties that showed up. I mean, it's just been great. Were you happy with the turnout? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's so much planning goes into it, and sometimes, you know, maybe you just don't quite get the, the crowd you want. Yeah, and we, it's disappointing. We had ten tables. I mean, for a wow. charity tournament yeah. for the second time we ran it, and it's in the city. It's in New York City we run it, and the New York Athletic Club we ran it this year, which was absolutely gorgeous. Um, the funny thing is, is like, you know, like, it's really hard to get that many people in an area where there's no poker. There's no poker in New York City, legal poker. So, and we filled it. Pretty much filled it. I think next year we're going to have like 15 tables. I remember meeting you the first year of this tournament, coming back to the Hard Rock here, where the Jason Taylor charity event is tonight. I guess you're busy with some other tournaments you're playing in. But, I'm in uh, another tournament right now. I would have played. I love to play the charity events. Um, but um, unfortunately, I'm in a tournament right now. Or fortunately, depending on how deep we go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I'm hoping that uh, I can make a run. But, yeah, I can't play the charity tournament tonight. Uh, I remember the first year we did it, it was over in the big hard rock with like 100 tables or something. It was all spread out, and uh, they did well. Uh, they've brought it into the ballroom here over the past few years. They have a good card room around the corner here. Now things are taking off here, even though they're waiting to get their compact signed with the state of Florida. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of trepidation there. But uh, they're, they're expanding the paradise out there and building a ho- uh, guitar-shaped hotel. Uh, it's pretty incredible what's happened here. And uh, what's the talk around the country about Florida poker and, and uh, what the Hard Rock has done? Well, most of the, most of the uh, talk out there that I've heard is that, you know, Fields and prize pools have been diminishing on a continuous basis since, I say, roughly 2011. Um, you know, since online poker really gave in. I mean, um, Florida poker it seems like it's been growing or holding at least holding its own. And the fields are always solid. They keep giving good guarantees. They keep meeting the guarantees, and uh, you know. They're definitely a player. It's not like it's maybe anymore. Now they are here to stay, it looks like, and people make this, you know, the top the top tour. People make this guaranteed one of their stops for the year. Uh, actually, I make it three of my stops, I think. And, um, you know, it's just a great place to come. I think if it's a WPT, you're going to be here. But uh, talk about New York a little bit. You're from Comac, New York, and uh, you lo- guys would love to have online poker there. And uh, it's always been a big question mark. But this year, seems to be a little more hope out there. Gary Pretlow, uh, the legislator, seems to feel like he has an, an in there to maybe get something going. What would that would be like up there? That would that would help it a lot. You know, the only thing though, like you know, it would just be New York. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that everybody's hating on online. A lot of people in New York. So. Yes, that's, you know, there's 13 million people in the whole state, which is really good. I'm sure there's a, plenty of poker players that would be online, especially if it's legal. But, um, you know, it's just it's just interstate. That's the only thing that doesn't uh, really, you know, you, you don't have that frenzy that we had in the 05s, 06s, 07s. It's nothing like the same, but eventually maybe it could get there someday. Got to start somewhere. Yeah, Got to start somewhere. But, yeah, we would love to have it. I would love to have it. I'd love to be sitting home with my family just hanging out and just making money if I could. So... Speaking of family, let's get to the important stuff. Since I last saw you, you got married. Uh, looked like a very happy occasion. Tell us a little bit about how that's changed your life in regards to poker. I got married three and a half years ago. I have a baby that's eight months old now. 
Um, it's the best thing I ever did for both of those situations. And um, the only thing is that I now kicking back a little. I went from 30 weeks a year being on the road to roughly around 20. Okay. So, you know, I'm cherry picking a little more. You know, I'm only going for the, the big stuff now. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's been a good change for my life, though. You know, it's I'm going to be 50 years old this year. So, you know, like it was okay <laughs> to just downshift a little. Doesn't mean I'm dropping out. It just means that, you know, I'm putting family first for now for a yeah. while. And, uh, you know, 20 weeks a year on the road is still a lot. You know, and the average guy can't do that. But I was 30 for a long time. So, you know, I'm happy with the 20. Three and a half years. That's amazing. I mean, so obviously it's not since the last time I saw you, but no. the last time we really talked in, in depth. Um, what about your son? I know how important he is to your life. My son is my life. My son, Tori, he's uh, 15 years old. He's taking college courses already in 10th grade. It's sick. Uh, he's already looking at the schools that he wants to go to. He's, he's, he's on a National Honor Roll Society. I mean, I'm so proud of him. You know, so I, I, I pinch myself sometimes and say, it can't be my kid. It just can't be my kid. <laughs> and um, he's, just, he's just a good boy. He's just really a good boy, and I love him to death. What's your plan here? Um, obviously, we have the uh, tournament starting up on Friday, the showdown. I'm uh, not sure. Did, do you qualify for the tournament of champions? I guess yes, I do. You I, do. I'm a WPT champion. Okay. I don't know. I'm you don't know if you're going to play that? I, don't, I didn't play it last year. Um, to me, there's not enough value in it. I'm a, still a value-orientated guy. Okay. You know, everybody um, says to me, Will, you could afford it. You could afford it. I said, it's not the point. I know I could afford it. It's not the point. I just I don't want to play a 50-person tournament with all world champions. You know what I mean? I, I like to play tournaments where there's value. And I'm just, I'm just based on value. My whole life has been based on value, and I just don't get the value out of it. Like bringing a net for the Florida fish? Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if I win a satellite, that's a different conversation. I don't mind playing a satellite for it, but to lay out the 15 and change, you know, whatever, or 15,000 straight, I just don't... Uh, I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it. Being a satellite is always an important part of your uh, trips, usually, because you like to check out the players, basically. We've yeah. talked about that uh, many times, yep. getting ready to get in a big mega satellite here. Yep. Um, how about the, uh, the length of time that you'll be here? I'll be here till the 5th, minimum to the 5th. Okay. Yeah, so whatever happens tournament-wise there to then, I'll be uh, playing all the prelims, post-limbs, whatever. Hopefully, I'll just play, be playing one, but, you know. We're I, geared for we geared if we have to go for more. I wore my monster headphones this morning when I went for a walk here. They're about wearing out, so uh, I was wondering if you'd be behind the counter selling those or no. Not this year. No, no okay. more. No more monster. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> well, good luck in the tournament. I know it's a great time having you here, and uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Okay. Pleasure having you. Thank you. Will the Thrill, Fayella. Uh, of course, uh, I had forgotten uh, his big win out at the... Uh, uh, L.A. tournament a few years ago where he beat Ken Aldrich head-to-head. That's been about five or six years now, I think, since then. But he, of course, did win a WPT but may not play in the tournament of champions. But we'll have to see. Uh, certainly has a good time and certainly other commitments as well. And I can attest right now here that that was the cleanest interview we've had with Will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, saves us a little work on the other end. <laughs> Uh, the Jason Taylor Foundation event uh, getting underway as we speak. Uh, have a nice silent auction. Uh, they got a picture on the website of uh, Jason's Hall of Fame helmet signed by him. Very nice black helmet with the Hall of Fame logo. That's one of the prizes. They have some great uh, silent auction stuff. 
featuring pro sports entertainment and uh, packages from the hotel. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. They started with a party at 5 p.m. and uh, hung around over there. Got a chance to sit down with Mike Sexton. We'll, we'll have that next week. But uh, uh, it's a it's a still time to get over there and get in if, you, if you're interested. $300 buy-in. You get 10000 in chips, 15-minute levels. And you can uh, enter until the start of level nine. So you got a couple hours still if you want to head over there and play. It's uh, it'll be over later this evening. Probably go into the past midnight, but uh, always a lot of fun and a great tournament. Uh, money going to the Jason Taylor Foundation and the WPT Foundation. So uh, both will benefit from this tournament. Uh, they also have an $1,100 buy-in event that is underway. 62 players left out of 260 that's uh, playing over there. And the Super High Roller down to 15 players. they got 25 entries. And Jason Mercier has been knocked out. Uh, Byron Coverman has been knocked out a couple of times. He's out now. Uh, but still, uh, a lot of action there. Jason Kuhn has 488,000 chips. Eric Seidel, 303,000. Uh, Scott Seaver is actually in second with 367,000. So they may have to finish that one up also tomorrow. So a lot of action coming up this weekend is the Seminole Hard Rock Showdown, which starts on Friday at 12 noon. And so big tournament over there. Uh, that will be live streamed uh, next week. I think there's a little bit of a break between day three and day five. So... Um, there'll be some time to uh, get the other tournaments underway, including the $10,000 buy-in finale and the other high roller event. And then later on, we'll have the tournament champions. So uh, one of the great tournaments, and I talked with Mike about this, uh, so you'll hear that next week, but they will have the action clock again, which was such a huge success last year. They've tweaked it a little bit, a couple of things that the players didn't like, uh, uh, involving, I think, getting a hand killed if a clock ticked out and sometimes it's a little hard to hear uh they do have a countdown and there's a beeping clock at each table then when you get inside 10 seconds but so how a, could they not know that they had to act well they know but uh, sometimes it's not quite clear and there were some complaints about that so uh, i think this time instead of actually losing your hand you'll have to put in one of your time chips you have four time chips to extend at any time so if you get kind of caught behind the eight ball so to speak uh, you won't be killed with a, for a great hand. Okay, well, but <laughs> again, as a poker player, I don't know how the hell you do not know that that the clock is down to ten seconds. But hey, if they make you, if they penalize you one of your time chips, that's fine. Yeah. So anyway, uh, a few other things I do want to talk about. We're coming up on another break here. Uh, again, I think we'll save the Mike Sexton interview till next week. I'm sure I'll have plenty more in the can uh, over the next few weeks to uh, talk to some people. Uh, a friend of yours knows Neil Blumenfield, so we'll try to hook up with him, maybe get him in the studio one of these times, or at least by phone, uh, for one of the shows, and we'll work on some big things. Uh, a lot of uh, the players that we follow on a regular basis playing very well like right now, including Jessica Dawley, and some of those people. Uh, saw our good friend Al Gomez, who has become a pretty good player in his own right, uh, playing in some events out there. And there's all kinds of opportunities on this schedule to get into the main event ahead of time with some great uh, satellites going on all week long. Yeah, this is the, they get, and that's one of the wonderful things that they do there. They do have a lot of satellites, so uh, you can try to get in a little bit on the cheap over there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, let's take a break on the program. Uh, we'll talk uh, a little bit of Florida legislature stuff and a few other uh, stories, uh, uh, including an interesting story that came out uh 
with all the talk about uh, Donald Trump having uh, his uh, surveillance on his Trump Tower apartment, supposedly, uh, which uh, seems to be a lot of BS. But uh, there's a little background to that story that um, it's not the first time that that's happened at, at Trump Tower. So uh, I got a story about that that we'll talk about. Also, a few other things we'd like to promote. And we'll talk a little bit about the cherry event I played in over the weekend and uh, what the plans are uh, for the next couple of weeks. So we'll take this break on the program. You're listening to the Poker Action Line. You can always go to our website, pick up any past shows. We've had some great interviews over the seven years we've been doing the program now. We just passed our seventh anniversary last week, and uh, we hopefully will go for another seven. I like that. I'm I'm having a lot of fun doing this, Big Dave. How about you? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, a few things still to talk about in tonight's show. And uh, we'll get to that when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line here uh, out of South Florida. And we'll be back after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt, Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Welcome back. Final segment of the program. This night uh, with Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez, and uh, Gio, of course, on the controls as usual. Uh, we will uh, look for some opportunities, I guess, uh, this summer maybe to do a show from out in Vegas again. We'll see what happens. Uh, I do want to make a trip out there. It's always well, great. If, if you can make that trip uh, when the seniors event is out there, maybe I could join you. Yeah. 
That would be real now nice. Close I'll be honest with you. If I don't go this year, I will be going next year. I've already discussed that at, at home. And just trying to see. I'm trying to find out how long from start to finish the seniors event is. I think it's just two days. It's just two days, right? Might be three. Okay. They right. had a big field last year. Now that I think about it, they had like over 4,000 players. For the seniors event? Yeah. Wow. They have a super seniors now over 65. You haven't made I'm, it to that. No, yet. no, no. I'm still quite a ways away from that. But, <laughs> but I have reached that a little over 55, right, which is the the seniors one now? Or is it 50? 50, I think it is. 50, okay. Anyway, uh, several other things. I did want to promote uh, one thing. Uh, Rep Porter, who has been on the show with us, I hope to see Rep out there this summer. Bracelet winner. <laughs> uh, yeah, a three-time bracelet winner. Uh, he's actually uh, doing a, a program on Twitch Coming up on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and he's one of the best seven-card stud players there is around. And he is doing an, actually a uh, answering questions uh, about seven-card studs. So a lot of people looking for uh, to learn a little bit. Joe, of course, you that's a game that you played for many years now. And uh, you can uh, get on Twitch and, and follow that. He, of course, has the uh, the Poker Academy site. Uh, that will have a lot of great information, and there'll be some classes that you can take. But this is absolutely free, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, and that will be coming up on Twitch uh, at, at uh, this coming Tuesday. Very nice. Seven-card stud. Uh, uh, just a couple quick thoughts on uh, the difference in strategy. I well, mean, uh, and seven-card stud, uh, the you have to have uh, your memory. You have to pay attention. You know, uh, and, and hold them. None it's all of, out there not, in front it's, of you. It, it's the, the board is out there, and you're just re- kind of looking at your opponent's uh, reaction and how they bet and everything else. And you don't know what people folded ahead of you sometimes. It, right. Well, it doesn't matter in Hold'em if, or, or Omaha if they fold. You you were never privy to the to the cards that they had. But in seven-card stud, you know, the top stud players are out there re- remembering what suits, what cards came out. Because if you're you know, if you're if you're chasing, uh, let's say you have a pair of aces, but you're also chasing a, a four flush to the diamond, and you believe somebody else has at least two pairs, you want to know, you know, with one card to go, if uh, you know how many diamonds are out there uh, that you have the possibility of catching, or or if you're open ended on a straight, you know, and you got six, seven, eight, nine, huh? how many tens, how many fives have been out there, be, you know, before you, so. The the person that's why I also love Raz. Raz is the exact same. Right, exactly. It, you know, the only difference is instead of a great hand, you're trying to get the worst hand possible. But you know, you you have to pay attention when you're playing any any of the you know seven card stud, and even more so to a point. It's not even more so, but just as as, as important, seven card stud high low, which is a game that I get to see two three times a week over at Daniel because of. These uh, elderly gentlemen who play this game, uh, and you know, it, it, it's brought back a lot of great memories from when I used to play in a lot of private games and everything else. Because that was one of the big games that I loved playing seven card stud, and then followed by a round of seven card stud high low. Right. Uh, one other story I wanted to mention was this uh, Trump Tower story. Uh, it's nothing new. It's just uh, people are writing about it now because of all the accusations uh, by Donald Trump that. President Obama had bugged his uh, apartment, wiretapped his uh, uh, penthouse apartment in Trump Tower uh, in the weeks leading up to the election. Uh, The FBI said there's no evidence of that. But the FBI did actually 
wiretap the apartment of uh, a former WPT champion, uh, a Russian player named Vadim Trincher, uh, who had won the 2009 uh, Foxwood Poker Classic main event, uh, was being tapped from 2011 to 2013 because he was involved in running a high-stakes gambling ring, uh, involved with Molly Bloom, which they're doing a movie about now that's coming out soon. Uh, but some of the players involved, Abe Masseri, Justin Smith, Peter Feldman, Bill Edler, uh, and uh, I don't think any of them went to jail, but Trincher did. Uh, he was sentenced to five years in prison back in 2014. Uh, the government said he had ties to the Russian mob. So all this story, you know, has a little bit of background and nothing to do with Trump, supposedly. Although this guy lived three, four floors below. And I would say, say he heard the stories or maybe even knew Trencher and uh, talked with him. So uh, it's not like Trump is just absolutely pulling this out of thin air. But he, uh, as usual, he comes up with these stories that uh, might be embellishing quite a bit. Embellishing. <laughs> That's a pretty good word. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm kind of curious as to uh, how he would react if someone asked him, asked uh, Sean Spicer at one of the press conferences, uh, what the thoughts were about that. So, uh, did he did did he respond, Sean Spicer? No, or? I'm just saying. I'm oh, you would if love ever for that, that to happen. This story oh, okay. just came out on, uh, I guess, it was on uh, Poker News Daily. If so I'm they accused the FBI accused him of running a gambling. Uh, yeah, he was involved in book betting or, no, or I think it was I think it was games. poker. I think it was poker, but uh, underground high stakes underground poker games for us Hollywood celebrities. So uh, we'll see. Uh, Smith, Bloom, and Masseri pleaded guilty to their charges. Edler and Feldman uh, entered into deferred prosecution agreements, but I don't think any the other people went to jail. Anyway. Uh, there is some precedent for this, uh, and I guess uh, in one of his dreams he thought maybe he was involved. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he was jealous that it wasn't him being investigated. The other thing I'll mention is uh, Brian Koppelman, who was one of the writers of Rounders, he keeps getting asked about uh, whether there's going to be a sequel. I, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago he was on Bill Simmons' uh, podcast, sports podcast, and said that uh, probably not going to happen. Uh, so now he said that uh, anybody asks him questions about a sequel, he's going to make up some bullshit. <laughs> getting tired of getting asked. So uh, uh, some of the people are uh, talking about it here and there, and uh, the production company Miramax still has the rights. Uh, and it's possible it could happen, but it, uh, first of all, you wonder, I think there's a pretty good appetite for a sequel, but... Uh, I, I think he's just too busy with the things he's doing. Compliment and David Levine uh, work on uh, the show Billions right now. So, And let me tell you, David, it's so hard to make an intriguing poker movie. I mean, Rounders was just so wonderfully done with Matt Damon and everything else. I would Norton, you know, you had a great cast. It was, you know... It came at the right time for that movie to be out there and everything else. But... You know, poker movies are so hard for for the casual moviegoer to understand. To to understand, or not even to say not understand, but to get behind. Right. I mean, unless you're a fanatic in poker, you know, the, the the rest of the story has to carry that movie, not just the the poker itself. And that was the excitement of Rounders, in my opinion. I mean, the poker scenes were outstanding, right? With Teddy KGB and everything else, but but you know the the 
the, the plot behind it as to what led up to those games and what happened afterwards is what made Rounders what it is. Right, exactly. Uh, when we talked with Will the Thrill, we talked a little bit about uh, New York uh, poker, and uh, there are some places open up there that are doing fairly well. Uh, Tioga Downs, probably the smallest of the three. Uh, also Del Lago, which just opened. Uh, and it's some interesting story just came out that the tribe up there, and this is you know, obviously not connected with anything of the tribe down here, but you see some of the things happening that uh, when people have things very good and then they all of a sudden get some competition that cuts into their bottom line, you know, they're not going to be happy. So this New York tribe, uh, the Seneca Nation of Indians, they operate three casinos in western New York, said they uh, will not continue paying $110 million a year to uh, the state of New York. And because of the opening of some of their competitions, uh, Del Lago is actually in Seneca County, uh, about 100 miles east of Buffalo. And then, uh, of course, the tribe has uh, one in Niagara Falls area, one in Buffalo Creek, and one in Allegheny. So um, their tr- their compact dates back to 2002 and still extends now for another uh, six years. It was a 20-year compact. And the tribe has paid about $1.5 billion over the years to Albany, but they said uh, they're not going to be paying anymore. Well, yeah, this is what happens when, I mean, were they given exclusive rights? Well, it said that they had, uh, they, they were allowed to put an end to the revenue after 14 years if there was competition. So uh, these, this is one of the things that holds up the Florida uh, setup. Uh, the, the tribe of Seminoles has been paying $250 million a year to the state. Uh, some of the talk is that they would up that to about 325 million. So uh, they want, uh, uh, you know, some kind of guarantee that they're not going to have competition that's going to cut into their revenue. So well, something that I just read recently, I think the thing that they're most against is the slot machines that other counties have voted yeah, in. Yeah, well, as uh, Nick said, you know, they want uh, they want the Tampa exclusivity. Yeah, and if they get that, then down here, I mean, you know, listen, they'll lose some business, but nothing like that. Now, if no one opens up slot machines, like if uh, the, the the horses or the dogs in Tampa can't open up slot machines, it, it you know, it keeps them with that monopoly, that huge monopoly they got going there in Tampa with the hard rock up there. Well, the, the, the commercial casinos in New York, they want web poker as well, online poker. Uh, there's going to be uh, a lot of action on that coming this summer, um, June or July. And uh, who knows who, how that's going to shake out. Maybe the trade-off is to uh, let the Indians run the online casinos uh, in, in exchange for having more games at the uh, brick-and-mortar casinos in New York. Who knows what the trade-off would be, but uh, they are working on the state budget, and they've included, from what I've heard, uh, some provisions, just like Pennsylvania did, of counting that revenue. So that kind of puts the extra pressure on to get uh, online poker in one of these states. Yeah, well, once they put that into the budget and they're counting on that revenue, you know, the the other establishments, the Indians have the have now wheeled the power. Right. You know, because now, like, hey, you're counting on me giving you some money to to to, to run whatever programs you've you've put into your budget, and if I don't give you that money, that is just gonna you know turn your world upside down. So, this is interesting though. I like that concept though of giving them the uh, the internet for opening this now you know down the line when these other places get established they're going to they're going to want to get a foothold into the internet uh, business but well that that could be a way of solving it for at least for the near future the newest uh, casino in new york is in uh, outside of albany uh, in schenectady 
the Rivers Casino, which also offers uh, the company Rush Street Gaming, offer, operates other Rivers Casinos, one in Pennsylvania, one in Illinois. Uh, some of the numbers that just came out from uh, the last couple of months, the smallest casino did almost $6 million in February. That was the Tioga Downs. And Del Lago did about $13 million in its first month on the scene, which is on par with, like, the Isle Casino down here, which does that kind of numbers in the winter season. Uh, they have 12 poker tables at Del Lago. They have 12 poker tables at Tioga Downs. Now, you're talking about just poker revenue? Or no, that's, 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 that's uh, all casino okay. revenues. <laughs> but, but they do have the numbers for poker, and I'll, I'll let you compare them with some of the ones that you know. Tioga Downs did 117000 for that month. Uh, Del Lago did 263,000, Rivers did 478,000, and that was a partial month. But they did almost 11 million in uh, casino revenue for uh, 28 days. Okay, that's comparable to what we're doing down here in the top casinos. Yeah, actually now, 19 days. So if you stretch days, it out over what, the entire month, you're probably looking at six and change for the month. Right. Which would probably put you in in the highly the, uh, in the area. in the upper middle pack, you know, of of this because you know you've got uh, you've got three right off the top of the head: the Isle, West Palm Beach, and Jacksonville, which had that that zone. Daytona does about seven hundred thousand, you know. Hialeah does about seven hundred thousand. So, it, yeah, it would probably put you in the middle of the pack of uh, the, the upper middle, at least, part. That 117, believe it or not, with as bad as we had been doing with what we've started to generate in revenue, is probably a little below what we're, we're, we're gener- generating now in the poker room there at Dania. Yeah. You know, so uh, those numbers you want to get up. But, I'd, again, I don't know how many tables. Does it say how many tables they, well, they have to do? Well, two of them have 12, and I'm not sure exactly how many tables Rivers has. Let's see. Is that the one who had the 117? Yeah, Tioga Downs was 12. That's the one with 117. Yeah, the, the breakdown, they have a breakdown for uh, the states up there. New Jersey uh, in February did 10,000, about 10,500 per table. Uh, Pennsylvania did almost 22,000, and New York just did just over 22,000 per table. What, for the uh, for the month? Yeah. For the how many table. tables that they have in, the, in there? So right, Rivers has 15 tables. Rivers has 15, and they generated 400 and something thousand in 19 days. Yeah, that's 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 impressive. Almost 500,000, 478,000. That's, that's impressive yeah, numbers. Those good. are impressive numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, uh, those are some of the numbers in New York, and and there's a lot on the line, obviously, up there. And uh, for the first time, you know, it looks like, uh, you know, there's there's going to be some. Uh, Indian discussions, just like there is in California, that, that block things between the paramutuals and the Indians. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we'll finish things off. Let you know that uh, enjoyed myself uh, on Sunday up at Palm Beach Kennel Club. Uh, the place was jammed. Uh, it was a kind of a small tournament. Uh, the Tyler McClellan Foundation event. I think we had about uh, 43, 44 players. Uh, I did pretty well. I, I think I got knocked out in like uh, 17th place or something. Uh, they only paid the top six, so uh, you know I wasn't really close to uh, making the money. But a nice turnout, and uh, they made some good money for uh, the the Tyler McClellan Foundation. Very so. happy, very happy. I'm so glad. I'm so glad for Kevin and his wife, and you know for what they do for their son. And and I once again congratulate the West Palm, the, the you know Palm Beach Kennel Club for putting this on for all these years for them. Absolutely, and they do a great job. And uh, 
That room is doing very well. That place is going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Got to say. Yeah. Yeah, they're always fighting out for one or two as far as revenue in the in the state of Florida. Right. So we'll be uh, heading over to the Hard Rock this week. There are a lot of uh, information on uh, players and, and the tournaments there. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, the Super High Roller continues on. Uh, total entries 28. Uh, and let's see. A couple other players showed up later. Rainer Kempe, uh, Dietrich Fast uh, also joined in, and uh, we'll keep an eye on that and give you the results next week. All right. A lot of fun. Uh, and the uh, tournament's still going on over there. The uh, Jason Taylor Foundation got underway at 7 p.m., and uh, as we do the show here, it's about 7.30 or so. Uh, so still plenty of time if you get to show up, and uh, you might still have a chance to run over there and get in uh, yep. at the last minute. Okay, that's going to do it for the show. Appreciate you being with us. We'll be keeping an eye on the Florida legislature and what happens there uh, with the Seminole Compact, which uh, something needs to get done soon, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but uh, always something to talk about in this world of poker. Yeah, I know. Like we say, there's never anything going on except uh, every week. <laughs> exactly. That's going to do it, Gio. Thank you, as uh, always, for the great work on, uh, on the controls and uh, putting the show together for us, uh, especially with some last-minute interviews that we uh, plugged in. Next week, we'll have the interview with Mike Sexton and plenty of other things as I head back over there throughout the week. Thanks for being with us. We'll catch you next week on another edition of the show. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.